From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 547. Today's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN and Micro.blog. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Pretty good, man. How are you? Uh, I am average. Uh, I'm peaking at average right now. That's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so that is that is my my highlights or average over the okay. the past day. And uh, you're you're about to find out why. Like, um, right. you you opened a show doc to an interesting note today. It was unique. Uh, I'll say that much. <laughs> it was unique. So, um, I had some issues yesterday like some some family issues you know my wife my wife my daughter was involved in a in a in an accident um she was completely fine Uh, a deer ran out in front of her and she smashed into it and Mm. on the way to school in the morning so that just Mm. sets off a cascading event of a day right she and tyler my her and my son were perfectly fine they were okay other than just like completely shocked and the car is like trash right the car is bad so That was a call I got at 7.30 in the morning. AKA, a great start to the day. <laughs> yeah, great start to the day. So Positive that's how my Tuesday, Tuesday started. So again, fortunately, everyone is A-OK. Um, you know, my, my kids are perfectly fine and, and good to go. So no, well, no injuries. Except for the deer, unfortunately. Uh, the deer is definitely not A-OK. Yeah. Uh, the car Sorry, is deer. definitely not A-OK. Yeah. So... That kicks off a chain of events, mm-hmm. right? Like your your day at seven thirty in the morning is now a different day, mm-hmm. right? So you know that that's fine. Like I'm I'm fine with dealing with all that. We we I you know spend all day dealing with you know making sure you know my daughter's fine and you know making sure she's okay, getting my son to school. Like my daughter stayed home from school, rightfully so, and you know dealing with car insurance and just all of the things, right? Like all of the things. So. Um, by the way, I, I also like have a job I have work to do, right? So I have things I have to do. And one of the things I do on Tuesday is write the show, write the show notes for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And and let's be clear, if I, if I called up Mike or sent Mike a message, it's like, hey, Mike, I can't do the show tomorrow. Mike would go, absolutely no problem. Just tell me when we can do it. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't like that. It was just like... Or if you said to me, I ain't doing the notes, can you do them? I'll exactly, yeah. Exactly. So generally, and I've talked about how I build a show um, in previous episodes from the time last show's show, last week's show ends till we record this show. I kind of keep like a, a little note of things I want to talk about in the next episode. And I had plenty of things I'd built up before yesterday, like in this doc. So I was like by five, about five o'clock last night, maybe even later, I was like, Oh no, it's about four thirty, about four thirty, five o'clock. I was like, let me let me start putting together the show. Like it I gotten everything I need to done get done. I'd settled mostly down and I started looking at things to put in the show notes and I was like, I love stationery. I don't want to talk about any of this. <laughs> like I am not excited to build this set of show notes, yeah. right? Like I was just like, okay, just like stop. Just like I literally had to stop myself and I was like, you know what? I'm still not in a good headspace um at this point to write the notes. So I was, you know what? It's pizza time. Like I'm just going to go comfort food for dinner um instead of cooking, which I would normally cook for me and the kids. Um and I I would just like forget it. I, like I can't do any of this. Let's go I'm going to get a pizza. I'm going to go pick up a pizza. The kids, I'm sure, would be happy with a pizza than, you know, whatever I was going to cook that was much uh, more healthy than the pizza. Um, 
and so yeah like i i just needed to like rage eat a little bit so got the pizza had some beer uh planned for this so i went to go pick up the pizza and like i'm just rolling through this in my head this is how this is how i operate so welcome to to brad's brain uh there's uh, a version of this story where Mm -hmm. this isn't what happened but you're about to tell me you hit a deer (laughs) <laughs> no, right? There yeah. is like a version Thankfully, of the no. story where that's what happened. <laughs> Thankfully, no, but they are everywhere around where we live. So right. I'm going to pick up this pizza, and I'm like, fine, get the pizza. I'm heading home, and I'm all I'm thinking about is writing the show notes, right? Because that's how I am. Like I'm, I'm a very responsible person as far as like things I, you know, need to do, like things I owe, work I need to complete, all that stuff. Like I'm very responsible. So I've already like quit this set of show notes. And like rage ordered pizza mm-hmm. and I'm going to get the pizza. I'm on the way back and I'm thinking about, okay, like what can I do to um, like make this show interesting for me to, to do? Like, I don't care about anything right now except like, Hey, let's, let's, let's put together a good show. And I, it just hits me. Like I just need to, th- I, I, I started thinking about, it's like, why do I do this show? Like what, what is the impetus behind this show? Like the pen Attic podcast. And it's, because I love stationary, right? So I was like, well, that's it. Like, let me just talk about today. Let me spend some time telling you about the stationary things that I love. Like, so I got home and I scrapped all like the specific, like individual topics I wanted to talk about. We might hit some stuff later in the show, but I was, that freed me up to write an entire <laughs> show document. Of I just came home, I had my pizza, I had my beer. And then I just started writing. It's like, mm. what do I love about stationery? And why do I love these things? Mm. Like specifically, like we don't have to talk about a product, right? Like last week we talked about the pilot friction. That was going to be something I talked about today because I got all these new frictions in and there's changes in the frictions. I wasn't excited to talk about that yesterday. Today or next week? Yeah, maybe so. But like today, I just wanted to hit a few topics that are the reason why we're here to begin with, right? This is the stuff that gets me going. And it's kind of general based, right? It's, I mean, there's a couple of like specific brand type of things, but I really wanted to talk about why I love stationery, the things that I love the most about stationery. And uh, I thought that would be a fun way to kind of reboot my brain, um, have a little fun today and do something a little bit different. So how's that sound? I love it. Good, good. Whatever so, you uh, need today <laughs> is what <laughs> I am very happy to provide for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So I had a few things like right at the top of my brain. And yeah. the number one thing that I put down was graph paper. Mm. So if you think about all these things I'm going to talk about, think about it in the context of how we even started a podcast about pens, how I even started a blog about pens. This is all like in the before times, right? Like graph paper is what got me going when I was a kid, when I was a student, when I was in college, when I was a in, you know, an an office, you know, business type employee later in the day, later in my career, things like that. So graph paper really got me excited about stationery and is still my favorite paper format to this day. I prefer a five millimeter grid. That's the standard graph paper measurement. I can do a four millimeter grid, uh, which is a little bit size smaller. Some brands like Kakuya will go all the way down to like a two millimeter. Like that's fine, but like for my day to day, for what I love, two about millimeter grids, yeah, are yeah, yeah, for masochists. Yeah, it's it's basically let's just 
paint the paper with lines <laughs> and no one can use it <laughs> you like you cannot write in there like you just have to have it in just a, a, a clean slate it's basically a blank page right mm-hmm. because it's just lines so i like the traditional blight bright blue graph paper when you think about graph paper what do you think about what do you think like mostly a blue grid right i think that's just kind of the traditional color but one of the things a lot of companies don't do, and I wish they would lean into a little bit more, I want a light pink grid. I want a light green grid, an orange grid, a gray grid. Why don't we see a little bit more of that um, in brands? Life uh, Notebooks does a good job with some of the alternate colors. They'll do green. They'll do a light red, pinkish one. Um, they're kind of the only company that I think that, that messes around with it. But it's usually in side products, not in like a main product Um some some companies do do a gray. They usually you'll get the blue or the gray uh, grid. So graph is graph paper is like the most freeing paper to me. You know, even though you know there's lines everywhere and people are like, oh, how do you write on this and how do you how do you write on you know how do you write sentences or how do you just like keep anything organized and it's almost like freeing that you can do anything with it, right? I don't have to write on it. I could draw on it. I could sketch on it. I could write. All of my letters within one five millimeter width, I could use 10 millimeters worth of lines or 15 millimeters worth of lines. You know, I'm not, I don't feel as restricted as with a line paper, things like that. So what do I love, Mike? I love graph paper. So mm. that is one of my very uh, biggest highlights. Can I jump in with one? Yes, please. So Maybe yeah, you should same. jump in as much as, as much as you'd like here. Dot grid. Yeah. For me, dot grid is just the best of all worlds. You get everything from a dot grid. You get a plain piece of paper, you get graph paper, you get line paper. It's all there for you on a dot grid. That's why I love dot grid. That's why all the products I make are dot grid, and I have no intention of changing that. I love <laughs> dot grid. I think it's the best one. I, I do. I really love it. You know, c- closely tied with reticle grid. I love reticle grid, mm. but that's too particular for me to, yeah. to to make something with. But I personally love a reticle grid. It's where there's like tiny little crosses um, instead of dots. First saw these okay. on one of the field notes notebooks. Is the like the 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 night one sky everything sky at night for me. Night sky, night sky. That's it. Night sky. So my next love of stationery. This one actually admittedly came later in my love for stationery, more when I started the blog and the podcast. Blue, black ink, Mike. It, it's the goat of all ink colors. Mm-hmm. It just is. Like, I will not take arguments <laughs> against blue, black ink. It's 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 classic. It's modern. It's usable anywhere, anytime. Like, it's it's stunningly beautiful. Like, I get emotional about blue, black ink. And that sounds dumb, but it's this one little thing that you can see like on paper, like a blue black ink. When someone uses blue black ink, it's the f- kind of like the first time that they've made a choice to go to think about the stationery they use outside of the standards, right? Especially in fountain pens, right? This is mostly a fountain pen ink thing. Fountain pen inks, fountain pens generally ship with black ink or blue ink cartridges. And but a lot of fountain pen companies sell blue black ink. So to choose to add in a blue black ink instead of your blue or black, I think says a lot. Says a lot about what you think about inks. And even though yes, it can be boring compared to like all the choice we have these days, right? We have uh, just infinite choice of fountain pen inks we can use. I will always default to blue black ink because I think it's that beautiful. I think it works so well on the page. 
it's got enough character to make me enjoy what the letters look right, look like on the page, right? I'm not just writing notes, right? I'm writing notes and, oh, by the way, look how cool that looks. <laughs> That's what I think about Blue Black Ink. So it's just one of those things that I love. Um, do, you, do you have an ink, ink choice or do you have anything in like kind of this category? I didn't really break it down by categories. I just, uh-huh. I just, this is literally just a riff off the top of my head in this document. So, you know, you said about blue black being a choice, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is another choice that someone could mm-hmm. make, which I think is mm-hmm. a, a better choice, which is mm-hmm. orange. Mm, yeah. That's a big choice. You That's know, a big choice. Similarly, you can use orange ink everywhere. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. you can, you just can. I mean, it might yeah. not necessarily work. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I, that's how I live my life. <laughs> on the list of things you're not going to get me to argue about is orange ink. Orange that's probably ink. number, that's number two on my list, mm-hmm. right? Blue, black, orange. Like I, I'm good. If I just had blue, black and orange inks, I'm covered. Like I, I genuinely believe that. Like I love other colors like purples and magentas and yellow greens. But like if I just had blue, black and orange, I'd be pretty happy. Um, there's, there's so quite many a bit oranges. of range. You know, there mm-hmm. really is so many oranges. It's a great, it's just a great ink color for me. Yep. Um, I've always been a fan. It orange ink makes me happy when I see it put yeah. down on a page. You know. Yeah, I think I could, we should have like um like little stickers made or something like that because uh, Brian in the chat it, it reminds me of this. We could just have like a little sticker that's a hashtag never red, right? Like red is never the right choice when you have orange available, right? Like I'm a I'm on team never red, um, which I'll probably get some mail about that. But, um, I've never, I've never met a red ink that I like. Yep, I've tried. Yep, doesn't work. hashtag never red. Mm-hmm. I think is the the correct decision. It's it's going to be orange or a, another alternate color. So, all right. As I'm sitting here thinking about like what I'm like really really passionate about about stationery. So we have graph paper, we have blue black ink. The next one, Mike, I wrote 192 page hardbound A5 notebooks. I love that notebook because it, it ha- there's a reason like it's, I mean, there's okay. There's not a reason. There's not a reason that this should be like the canonical notebook. It just ended up being that way somehow. I don't know who first made this size, shape, dimension, but it's the right format. It's the right shape. It's the right structure. It's the right thickness. Um, it's, it's the right everything notebook size shape page count like when you think notebook like if you if you are on you know a a movie set team and you needed to have like you know these aesthetically appealing notebooks this is the size that you're just going to end up with by default like this is the default like journal type notebook for me i'm not talking about a school notebook or anything like that and i'm not talking about maybe something you'd use at your office but when i think about hey what does a journal look like or what does a hardbound notebook look like? This is the picture I have in my head. And it's it's very generic, right? If your next question is, Brad, tell me who makes this notebook. I mean, I can I couldn't list off, but make maybe two or three people, right? Leuch term? Mm, maybe some of the Rhodia ones do. It's just it's just not very very common in despite it being a very basic because you know what mike everyone thinks they can do it better yeah 
Like, and and I'm talking to you. And, I know. and spoiler, spoiler alert, you can't do it better. Surpri- that doesn't mean you don't make a good product. Surprised that you say that because. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to get a. I just wanted I to get a little rise out of you. You know, you know my my take on on smart sizing and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Like, hey, other notebook sizes are great. Like, I'm. I'm looking around though at my desk. Okay, like sitting on my desk as I'm podcasting with you, I have an A5 pad, an A5 journal, and an A6 Hobonichi. That is literally the paper on my desk. So the the A5 journal is this 192 page hardbound A5 notebook. And I didn't even think about that when I was writing this, but that's literally what's on my desk right now. The other pad, A5 graph pad. Shocker that I love these things, that I have these things on my desk that I love. Funny how that happens. So I I didn't even intend that, but it's just kind of like second nature to me, all these things. So, I mean... I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, go to the mat for this is the only size notebook that should exist. Of course not. Like, I love my weird shape notebooks. I love, you know, tall, skinny notebooks, especially, right? Tall, skinny and um, like landscapey type notebooks, like um, keyboard rest type of notebooks or vertical type of notebooks. Like, I, I like the further away from traditional, the more I like it, right? But mm-hmm. if you're going to go A5-ish, like, I'm... I'm just gonna go. Come on, let's just just make it A five. It'd be okay. A five ish is my, would be mine here. Like, <laughs> just, it doesn't need. It can be A five. It can be around A five. I just think that mm-hmm. that size. Like, that's what I like in a notebook. Mm-hmm. I just think the size is just right. Like, A yeah. six is too small. A four is too big. Like, A five mm-hmm. is the Goldilocks. Yeah, I'm not as particular about standards as Brad. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know, again, like I'm looking at this from like a passion, like a love of products. Why do I love certain products? Next on my list, Mike, is fine liners, not ballpoint pens, not microtip gel ink pens, not fountain pens, but the good old fine liner. That is a stationary product that I love so much. Um, the, you know, microtip gel ink pens are why the pen addict started, you know, 15 years ago is my discovery of microtip gel ink pens, like sub 0.5 millimeter gel ink uh-huh. pens. But before that it was fine liners, like specifically the pilot razor point, which nowadays is actually a terrible pen. I'll go ahead and say it. But back in the early eighties, that pen I would buy by the dozen. Um, not because, like I wanted to make sure I always have them, but because they were like technically flawed, you would wear down the tips pretty, pretty, pretty quickly, and you actually needed um, you needed replacements more frequently than ever. Yeah. But what fine liners give you is this really sharp edge line, which I love until they the tips break down. With the aforementioned razor, was very very guilty of that. But that technology has improved over the years. You can get pens like the Secure Paper Micron. Statler, Statler fine liner, statement pigment liner, excuse me, um, and anything in that category. Uh, my favorite, the Kuretake Zig Mangaka, uh, is one of my favorites because that point retention has been mostly solved. Whereas I needed a box of a dozen Pilot Razor points if I'm buying Microns for like a project. Like if I was an artist, you know, I would buy like two or three, right? I I don't need to just jump into the dozen because I'm going to get more use out of a singular pen. The sh- they're going to be structurally stronger, but. Why I like those pens so much is because the lines are very clean. The ink is usually very dark. And those pens have 
almost an immediate dry time. So they're different than something like a rollerball or a gelling pin where you might smear or smudge them. They are almost instantaneous, instantaneously dry when they touch the page. So that's a, that's a really, really great feature. So um, I get as much joy of opening a fresh fine liner as I do any other stationary product, any other writing instrument. You know, if you give me a new pen or a new fountain pen, like I love all of these things, but like starting up a new fine liner, like that's that's something something I will always find just like completely romantic about stationary in the way I look at stationary personally. Broad nib fountain pens. Incredibly impractical. <laughs> <laughs> just a ton of fun. It's yeah. enjoyable. Like it is the most enjoyable. It, it gives me all of the things that I like about fountain pens, right? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. smooth, thick lines, tons of ink. Like it just looks great. It is not, you know, if I counted up all of my nibs, I would definitely have more mediums than anything else. But mm-hmm. I really love broads. You know, I like stub nibs too, but broad fountain pen nibs is like just, again, that like sweet spot of the fun part without being completely unwieldy like i am using a broad nib pen today i'll mention in a minute which one it is because it's part of another pick and it's just a joy to use yeah yeah i i i don't discount the the love for broad nib pens they're just so expressive you can put a lot of ink down on the page Mm -hmm. i I could probably count the broad nibs i own on one hand but i just inked up one last week and i'm i'm enjoying using it so for something different i I definitely like it. All right, next on my list. This is a simple, straightforward one, Mike, and it's note cards. Is there a more useful stationary product on the planet? I mean, I I, I don't think sticky there notes. Is, but, eh, I mean, these are kind of sticky notes are worse to use, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy using note cards i use sticky notes out of spite right i was like fine i need to stick this thing right here for right now but boy i'm not going to enjoy writing on it Mm. (laughs) that's generally how sticky notes go um usefulness sure like they're they're very useful but just a note card is just um can be used anywhere anytime for anything and uh i just like i love i love note cards like i think anyone who knows me at all knows uh, what i think about note cards and and using them, even if I don't use them every day, like they're stuck in a book somewhere or they have some random note on there somewhere or I've done a little sketch on there and have a little stack of product designs on note cards, things like that. So I, I just, I, I love note cards. Um, and this, this, this is probably a whole little group between fine liners, note cards, and this next one, Mike, freshly sharpened wooden pencils. Mm. <sighs> that, that's, that's hard to beat. I know you're not a pencil guy at all. But even like back in back in school times, like doing, um, you know, your um, school work and going to sharpen your pencil and getting that fresh point and getting that smell of cedar wood, like yeah, okay, I I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with a freshly sharpened wooden pencil. Now, like pencils in general, uh, just like wooden pencils in general, are really like a romantic item to me as far as stationery goes, like they bring a smile to my face even if I don't necessarily use it at the time. Like if I see one and pick one up, just the feel of one, like they feel really cool. Like I love how wooden pencils feel. So um, 
I don't use them as much as pins, like never have, never will. But when I do use them, every time I use them, I'm like, ah, this is fantastic, isn't it? So uh, they they just don't come in as handy as some of my pins. You know, I don't have that type of writing set up for that. But when I do, it, it's it's hard to beat a good wooden pencil. Uh, landscape notebooks. Yeah, I yeah I I don't agree. I don't disagree with this whatsoever. I like notebooks that sit on my desk in front of me. I like those things that are always open, ready for some kind of note to be added, you know? I like that kind of style. I've always said there should be more of that style of notebook, and I'm not saying this because I know things (laughs) that that you're working on, Uh but this has been a stance I've had for a long time since like around the Pano book time came out. Yep. And before that, if I could ever have that type of option for like a desk pad, I would choose that 100% of the time over say like a traditional bound notebook. Like I was talking about my traditional 195 page A5 side bound notebook, right? Like for that, for certain situations, nothing beats a landscape notebook. And I will use other notebooks I have in landscape format just because I like that aesthetic. Yep. Next up, nib grinders, Mike. I have a love for the people who make my things better. So if once you get into fountain pens and you figure out you enjoy fountain pens, you start to get this little bug of, Hey, I see other people now put these fountain pens and they're doing things to these fountain pens. They're making the nib do something different than what it was intended for when I bought it. So having people who are skilled at, modifying and manipulating fountain pen nibs into something that's very personal, right? Like a lot of these things on my list are like very personal, right? I think about how they make me feel or how, you know, my desire is to use them. And when you get a good grind on a pen you enjoy and it changes your writing for the better, it's really hard to beat having a wonderfully ground nib, any shape, any size, it doesn't matter what you get done. It matters that you are now having an object customized to you, right? Customized to your hand handwriting. Mm-hmm. And it kind of changed everything with my fountain pens. Like I've probably bought more fountain pens because I know I could do something different with the nib. Like if I didn't ever have the option and I could only choose between extra fine, fine, medium and broad fountain pen nibs like my entire life i'd own way less fountain pens but i have these options now to work with a nib grinder to say hey i love this pen let me adjust it in this way that's going to make it even better like it's going to take this this love up to another notch um and uh yeah i just really appreciate that about like stationary as a whole that when you find something, you can sometimes tweak it and make it even more customizable and make it even more suitable for yourself. Platinum nibs. Ah, that's so good. I'm using a platinum today. Uh, they're just the best. I love them. Yeah. They're just perfect. Uh, again, never met a platinum nib I didn't like, especially the mm-hmm. gold. I mean, I've used the gold. I use the gold ones the most, and I just love them. Yeah, we're completely aligned on our love for platinum. Uh, nibs and the way they write the way they feel um their 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 nib sizes um fit my style and your style very well even though we you commonly use different different sizes Mm -hmm. uh it's funny 
So my next one kind of relates to that, and I didn't even mention the nib. But my next one is the only brand I put on here, um, and that's Nakaya. So with Nakaya, it's not just a pen. Like, it's a feeling. They they evoke something a little bit different, right? Like, it's it's art. It's got its technical aspects. Um, it's emotional in just the way it feels or the design that you choose, right? Like, it's ideas, and it's like it's hope. Like it sounds silly for me to say this, but like, I think Nikaias are like more than a pen. They're the first pen that taught me, Hey, this is more than just like a physical tool, right? It's, it's important to me, like specifically, right? And everyone's kind of got their own Nikaya. It doesn't have to be, you know, the Nikaya itself, right? Like you could, someone else could have, you know, a different favorite brand Pelican, or it could be, it could be the pilot G2 for all that matters. Everyone's got their own Nikaya that makes them feel different about writing, and wanting to write and using an instrument that brings out that emotion or those ideas or that hope when you're writing. And for me, that's Nakaya and like, but it it could be anything, right? Like I, I just think it represents more to me than a writing instrument. Um, like, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to like put in words, but that's what Nakaya is to me. Mm. Okay. Uh, different track for me completely. Um, but just like pens that make me happy, make me smile, it's become a horrific um, collection again is the Studio <laughs> Neat Mark 1. <laughs> um, we have very few other show notes in here, but you better believe we have a certain show note in here. Um, do you want to talk about that real quick? They have a, as the time we're recording this, it's available for like another day or two. It's a, one of their new limited editions. It is a iridescent purple. I don't even understand how they're doing this one. Like, it's wild, and I'm very excited about it. <laughs> Best uh, edition yet. <laughs> of course I bought it, right? Because <laughs> kind of can't ignore that, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I... This, you know, the, the, the Mark One is my favorite refill inside of, like, the perfect mechanism the perfect designer mechanism like Mm -hmm. it's why you know we work with them on cortex we've had a couple of special editions we'll have more in the future i hope um it's just for me it's like the perfect pen in like in its entirety right it's just like right it does exactly what you need it to do in a great package i love it yeah it's it's awesome i'm a huge fan of the mark one Oh, I'm sitting here staring at my Cortex one right now. Um, and this iridescent purple is just off the charts. <laughs> off the charts. Good. It's, mm-hmm. it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, all right. So my last item, um, it's probably pretty obvious in retrospect, but it doesn't necessarily fit in with the rest of this list. But what I love about stationery is I love sharing stationery. Um, y- y'all had to know I was going to talk about the people, right? Like that's, that's what I do. Like, I do this because I enjoy talking to people about pens, right? Like that is my passion. I like to talk about stationery. I like to share stationery. I like to share the love for stationery. I like to share news for stationery. I like to share products. I like to share how I use things. So, but it's not just those physical goods. You know, if it was just physical goods, we wouldn't be able to tell these stories about the people that make the goods or use the goods or sell the goods, you know, or create content around the goods and just like generally support this hobby in, in the broader sense of the term. So one of the things I love the most about stationery is that people like to share their stationery and they like to tell you not that, Hey, this is the best pen 
but this is why I like this pen for me, right? Or I, this is why I use this notebook and how I use it. You know, it may not work for you, but here's some ideas and here's the way I go about it. And everyone has these different thoughts and different ideas and just the broader sharing of ideas. Like it's, it's super healthy and super useful. And this community does it very, very well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, just, I, I just think stationary people are the best in, in that aspect of things and wanting to help others, you know, they want to, you know, I've found like, I want to share what I love, but I also want to hear about what you love and why. Right. And we all have these, these different thoughts and different tastes and different desires and different needs. And it's very cool that we can all share all this stuff together. So I, I love that the most about stationary. Um, again, different, just like the thing I love is just putting my pens on display. If you got them flawed, yeah. that's how I feel, you know, just put them out there. I wish I did that a little bit more. I wish I had a little bit more visual setup because I, I, one of the things, like if you couldn't tell, like when I'm just talking about pencils, sometimes I just like looking at this stuff, right? Mm hmm right? It's really cool to see because you think like, even if you're not using something at the time, you might look at that sailor in your, you know, your pen stand and go, Oh yeah, I remember when I got that. And Oh, I used this one ink in this, in this, this time and this, and it was great. And I should probably do that again sometime in the future. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool to have like that visual aspect of it. Yeah. I think it's great. Well, you have something important to put your pens in at some point. What? Your beautiful Joker craft. Oh. I know they're already in there. So like I've, I've, maybe we'll follow up. We'll do, we'll do it. I'm going to make another note here. Okay. Pen addict 100 next week. We'll, we'll talk where I'm at with that. All right. Um, because that box is playing uh, a major role in that. So we, there is some progress. It's been a little bit light, but uh, you know, that's, <laughs> that's how I roll. <laughs> we, we have, we are, we are uh, matriculating slightly down the field. All right. I'm excited. Cause I, I yep. want to hear about it. Yep. Yep. All right, let's take a break and thank our friends over at ExpressVPN for their support of this week's episode of The Pen Addict. You will have heard me talking about in the past how important it is to have a VPN available to you to protect your online privacy and Wi-Fi networks that you're not comfortable with. But choosing a VPN that you trust is just as important. And there are tons of VPN providers out there, but I use ExpressVPN and we have them as a sponsor because they're good. ExpressVPN doesn't log your activity online. Lots of VPNs could make money from selling your data. ExpressVPN doesn't. They developed a technological trusted server that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing data at all. They keep the information in RAM so it's not written to any disks. Also, speed is incredibly important. ExpressVPN uses something called Lightway, which is a VPN protocol they engineered to make speeds faster than ever. Sometimes VPNs can slow your connection. ExpressVPN is always blazing fast and lets you stream videos in HD quality with zero buffering. That's important to me. My main usage of ExpressVPN is for, is for content, especially when I'm overseas and I want to watch something uh, that's on a service I have in the UK. When I'm doing something like that, I want speed on my site and ExpressVPN will give me that. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart is how easy it is to use. You don't need any technical skills to get it set up. Just fire up the app, tap one button to connect, and that's it. CNET, The Verge, Business Insider, and many other tech sites have rated ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. So protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust myself. Go to expressvpn.com slash penaddict and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn, E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash 
penaddict. One last time, expressvpn.com slash penaddict to learn more today. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for the support of this show and Relay FM. All right, to put a bow on our previous segment, if any of you have anything you love about Stationery that you want to share with us, uh, tell Mike, tell them how they can best get in touch penaddictfeedback.com or you can uh, just click the link in the top of the show notes leave us a note thank you to everyone who's done we've got some RCPA questions later on today's episode that came from uh, the feedback tool so yeah so it's going great so far so yeah if you have uh, some stationary or product or an idea that uh, you you really want to share with us we would love to hear it I would would love to see what y'all are thinking so as I was doing this little uh, brain dump topic here that we just completed and I got down to the sharing bit, I remembered um, something we had done in the past. Gosh, I don't even remember when we were doing this, probably in like in the 100s, maybe episodes. Uh, the, we did a, an episode called Blog of the Week, and that was at the time... You know, I was sharing a bunch of stationary blogs, a bunch of stationary blogs were coming online and, you know, I just eventually got to the point where like I just, you know, not that I wasn't finding anything unique. It's just kind of like they kind of ran its course a little bit. And over the years, I've obviously continued to share blogs, um, share podcasts, share share Instagram feeds. um, But I wanted to get back into doing this, uh, having a dedicated segment um, on the show, uh, uh, just kind of like shout out of the week where I can point out some other cool stationary things going on in the community, whether, whether it's a blog or a podcast or a cool Instagram feed or something weird I saw or something fun to, to talk about. I think it would be nice to bring this little segment back. And, uh, the impetus this week was a new podcast called From Our Desk to Yours. And that's our friend CY from uh, Tokyo Inklings and Sto- Tokyo Station Pens has a new podcast with a new podcast partner named Esther, who is also local to CY in Japan. And they're right. basically talking about Japanese stationery. Um, so CY's current podcast is, is going to continue with with Jacob, where they talk about um, fountain pens on Tokyo Inklings. So I think they're going to move that to monthly, I think they said. But that's a fountain pen focused uh, podcast for all intents and purposes. And what CY wanted to do with Esther was to bring a more Japanese stationary focused because that is a really broad category where the fountain pens are very more speci- very much more specific. So this will include you know your general stationary. Um, journaling, planning, all the tools that are available in the Japanese market and really uh, Japanese stationary focus. Listen to the first episode yesterday. It's fantastic. Um, I'm in, I'm enjoying it and I look forward to what they're creating. So we'll have a link in our show, no- show notes and uh, welcome, uh, welcome shout out of the week back into the podcasting fold. So I'm glad to be doing this again. Love it. Uh one of the pieces of follow-up uh, that was requested via the feedback tool was from Alan, and Alan wanted to uh, remind me that I have yet to talk about the Bulbasaur Lamy pen. Yeah. Which I have received recently, weeks ago, in fact, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and just kept forgetting to bring it up on the show. I well, mean, we'd bring it up, and then we'd say, let's do it next week, because we yeah. want to spend some time on it. I mean, I don't really know what to tell you. It's the best limited edition pen I've ever had. Like, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable, like, what they ship <laughs> in the box. Like, I even got the bag. So, like, in the Instagram image, they've got, like, a, like the bag that it comes in. 
like the whole mm-hmm. thing, which is just like a shopping what, bag. Yeah, what you'd walk out from the store. They shipped that to me. It was in the box. <laughs> they shipped me the bag, the shopping bag. <laughs> the whole thing is awesome. It's really interesting. I've got the Pikachu one, right? Mm-hmm. The they both come with the Pokeball like uh, holder. Right. The Bulbasaur one is much larger. The holder. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like the Pokeball is like much much larger and not as heavy. Interesting. Okay. Because the the Pikachu one is is pretty heavy. I didn't. I thought it was decent size, but it definitely like it. It's got a good wobble to it. Like it, it's rolling around pretty good. Yeah. Oh, let me correct myself. It's larger and heavier. The Bulbasaur one. Interesting. I prefer physically the size of the smaller one, like mm-hmm. the, the Pikachu one, to the Bulbasaur one. But it's whatever. Like the 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 overall presentation of this thing is just bananas good. Like I don't. I still don't understand. Why anyone went so hard on this? Like <laughs> that's a good way to put it. It is so far over the top yeah. in the best way possible. Yeah, it should not exist. Like doesn't need who to. did this? Yeah, yeah, it does not need to be at the level that it is at. Like that the box has these like when you open up the large box, it has these like like scapes in them, like landscapes in them, which are fitting <laughs> with the Pokemon, right? Like, see, sure. like in some of the images you can see it, it's like, why? And it's that kind <laughs> of like rubber where it's like like layered on rubber, right? So it's like it's oh, a 3D sure. effect. It's like, why is it like this? Or like the, the ink cartridge holder looks like yeah, a little Pokedex or something. Yeah. Like I really want just like the holder. Like those ink cartridge holders are sweet. Mm-hmm. And like, like the, there's all these this information in the box where it's like, Hey, you can open up the box and put your little Bulbasaur figure on the top, and he's like walking through the landscape. And it's like, why? Why are you telling me all this? Like, I love it, but like, why is this happening? Or like, there are three little badges to put on the pen clip, right? Like, they have like mm-hmm. two separate, like, so for the Bulbasaur, when you get like a full Bulbasaur body, you get Bulbasaur head, or you get like a leaf icon like from <laughs> yeah. of like the the type icon. Yeah, it's just, oh right, right. This thing is fantastic. The colors of the pen are just so good. Like, they nailed it. It's just a good green on green. It's like three different greens on this pen. Like, the finial, the clip, and the body are all different oh, colors. See, like, I'm even forgetting about that because I'm just so enamored with just the overall design that they really leaned into some of the pen design mm-hmm. elements, which are honestly quite simple, but they never make the choice to do that. Mm-hmm. And they, they did it on this, on, on a lot of these. And on the caps, you don't really see this in the image, on the cap... On the reverse of the clip side, there is a little leaf icon no. like, screen printed onto it. <laughs> Who, whatever design team did this, yeah. why don't they do all the things? Don't know. And I don't just mean for Lamy. I just mean for everyone. Why aren't mm-hmm. they like the universal pin designers? Like, it's I, so good, man. It is so... They, they lo- it looks to me... And I think why you and I are both surprised over this is it's not often that someone gets carte blanche to design something. Yeah. Like they, they literally, I think dreamed up everything that they wanted to do and were allowed to do it and not, they didn't have to charge a fortune for it. Like it's, well, it's it expensive, but it's not side, ridiculous. Right. It's either like Pokemon gave Lamy the license or whatever. And mm-hmm. then Lamy went wild or Pokemon just said to Lamy, we'd like this and this and this and this and this. And Lamy said, okay. 
Like it, and again, and again, it's like it's so cheap comparatively for the. Um, like right. I can't imagine anyone's making money on this. Yeah, I. It's. Yeah, I, I love this so much. I, I really, I, I really, really do love the every single one of these. So it's, it's. What I'll just say, if you were on the fence, purchase. you know, if you are a Pokemon fan and a pen mm-hmm. fan, and you were on the fence of these, and if you can find it available, get off that fence because this thing is so good. It makes me so happy. I now have mm-hmm. Pikachu and Bulbasaur sitting on my desk at all times. Yeah, it's so brilliant. good, so good. It's, I, I, I can't stop staring at this. It's, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, fantastic. All right, should we take our second break? Yep, let's take a break, and then we're actually going to do some STPA this week, I think. Yeah, I think we're going to. All right, this episode is also brought to you in part by our friends over at micro.blog. We mentioned this very recently. If you are a pen addict who wants to share your love of pens, ink, and stationery, go on over to micro.blog, and you'll find kindred spirits. Micro.blog is an easy-to-use personal blogging platform where you can write short or long blog posts, share photos and video, or even host a podcast of your own. But more than just a place to post your stuff, it's also a friendly community of people with a wide range of interests who share and comment via micro.blog's social timeline, backed by strong community guidelines that are enforced. Micro.blog is different. There are no ads and there's no algorithm behind the scenes choosing which post is going to appear in your timeline. If you've always wanted to share your love of pens but have felt lost or discouraged by big social media sites, or if you've recently had a bit of a upheaval in your social media life, you can go to micro.blog and meet fellow enthusiasts and the rest of the community who share interesting things that they love. Micro.blog hosting starts at $5 per month, but you and you can use your own domain name. You can even cross-post to other services like Tumblr and Mastodon and Twitter. You can also follow and be followed by Mastodon users directly with conversations threading across both Micro.blog and Mastodon, which you're doing, Brad, right? You have some cross-posting going on with your Micro.blog and your Mastodon. Exactly. So Micro.blog is my new social media home base if you will and it's not even I, I hesitate to even call it social media like it just feels comfortable it feels like home um it's an enjoyable place to visit when i have some time that i want to like spend hey let me just scroll and see what's going on see what people are up to um you know in that social media aspect of, of scrolling things but it's a great place for me to share and to talk it's also a great place to like you know i do post like my blog posts over there and can have a conversation about it and those get cross posted over to mastodon which i find myself using just as frequently as micro.blog these days as my two main like social media outlets but kind of everything for me starts on micro.blog the coolest thing for me personally is the way i like to look at things for like my own personal content, it ends up on my micro.blog, literally. Like it's not just a feed of what everyone's talking about in my posts get lost in that feed. You can then jump over to, you know, brad.micro.blog and see like all of my posts. And it's kind of visually appealing. Like I'll put some just like image posts of like some like design feature that I want to keep and look at later on yeah. my own little blog. And like, I will just go put that in my micro.blog. And it's just, it's so such an enjoyable experience, such a good environment. Um, the, the people behind it uh, are fantastic. They're mm-hmm. easy. 
to access. You know, if you have, you know, like a technical issue, you can get help like almost instantly. The community is, is really helpful in that way as well. And I just absolutely adore it. Um, I was an original Kickstarter backer yeah. because I believed in the vision that Manton Reese, the, the creator of micro.blog had, um, even, you know, maybe for a few years afterwards, I didn't use it that much, but like I'm all in on micro.blog. It's where I, uh, kind of my home base now. And, uh, I just love it. I can't say enough, enough positive things about the experience. If you're ready to try a different blogging and social media experience, head to micro.blog and sign up for a 30-day free trial. You can use the coupon code RELAY and you'll get a special deal. With your standard subscription, you'll get a premium account at no extra charge. That's $5 a month for hosting that includes premium features like podcast and video hosting as well, which is a 50% savings. Our thanks to micro.blog for the support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, let's finish out with some last TBA. Let's do it. Let's do it. You read this one because, like, I was not prepared. I keep, I keep threatening to answer this question, Mike, and like I'm unprepared. So let's go. All right, let's see what happens then. Sue asks, "I'm looking for a good and affordable refill for a moleskin Caveco ballpoint. Do you have any suggestions?" No, I do not. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going to be more specific than that. So here's what they use. They use for this um, this pen, which is kind of cool. Like it's this. So what Moleskine did was work with Caveco and made a Perkyo roller ball. Okay. They call it the ball pen, ball pen, but it's a, it's a roller ball refill, I think, in this one. Um, but it's the Caveco Perkyo shape, uh, but not the fountain pen model. So what they use is traditionally called generically a rollerball refill, right? So this is like this basic shape that Cross, I think, made famous. I could be wrong about the origins of this shape of the refill, but you found them a lot in Cross pens back in the day. They do not make many options for this refill. Not a lot of companies use this refill shape. So... Um, the best thing you can do is go Schmidt makes a really the best one, um, for this shape. And I forget, it might be the 880. I'll have to get the exact number, but you can go to refillfinder.com. And if you just look at like the cross roller ball refills, you'll see this very basic classic generic shape. Unfortunately, a lot of other companies have not picked up on this shape, um, to continue to use in their designs with their pens, but there's not a lot of options. I would use the Schmidt version of this. It actually might be the 888 now that I think about it. I think I said 880. I think it's actually the 888 without looking it up. Um, so take a look at that. That's going to be your best choice. And you're not going to find many other options besides that. But I, I will say that that Schmidt refill is a really good one. There's You're just limited. All right. Next question comes from Kenneth. I'm looking for a blue or blue-black ink that dries pretty quickly, has some shading, and is water-resistant for work. Have I dreamt up a unicorn? No, but again, like Sue's question, you are a little bit limited. The first one that comes to mind is Pilot Blue-Black. You might... It's not the fastest dryer. It's not a slow-drying fountain pen ink, but it has some of the other qualities that you like. So it's not reported on the bottle that it's water-resistant. It's not full, like, waterproof, like, Iron Gall archival stuff, but it has, in tests, it is water-resistant. It has a good blue-black ink color. It has a little bit of shading. It has a little bit of sheen. It's probably just one of the top universal inks on the market, um, aside from being something that I love because it's blue-black. 
Um, if you want something that's a little bit even drier and maybe a little bit lighter of a shade, Pelican's Blue Black is extraordinarily quick drying. It has a little bit of shading, maybe not as much as the Pilot, and it's a little bit water resistant as well. So we're not completely into unicorns here, but um, other than that, you're starting to look into some Iron Gall inks, which um, Roaring Klingner uh, Salix, I think, might be like if you're if water resistant is at the top of the list, you want to look at something like Salix, I think. And then probably like Pilot Blue Black second. But I think those three choices, you should find something that's going to be suitable for you. Um, I know there's more. I, I'm more experienced with the Blue Blacks in that categories. I can't think of a blue directly that would fit into these categories. Um, it seems like the, the, the Blue Blacks tend to have more of that water-resistant property um, for, for whatever reason that I can't, uh, can't, can't be sure of. Eric asks, is there a Vanta Black or Black 3.0 kind of fountain pen ink? You know I love this question. <laughs> um, <laughs> the answer is no, because it would ruin your fountain pen. Too thick, right? So, right? yeah, well, just the the concept of a Vanta Black type of ink, you're not going to get any type of ink consistency that would technically work in a fountain pen. But if Eric wants the blackest black, and I don't mean that in a Stuart Simple sense. Stuart Simple uh, makes the blackest black, and they make uh, uh, they make an ink in bottles, but it's designed for dip pens, right? It's not something you want to put into a fountain pen. Um, but that's a, called the blackest black, and it's by Stuart Simple. That's not my recommendation. So if you just want like a legitimately very black, very cool looking ink on the page Kyo Neoto Nurabairo Mike I'm a, I'll give you the link of that I did a review on the pen addict it's one of the coolest blacks it's very 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 dark and it also has a little bit of a sheen so it's kind of this really talk about a unicorn uh, it's a really unique black ink that is just kind of pitch black but also very cool if you want something more basic um, platinum carbon black you know, even though it's a pigmented ink and you kind of have to be careful using it, I think those are your two choices if you're looking for some permanence in there. So it's platinum carbon black. Uh, otherwise, I would test out Kioneoto uh, Nurabairo for just a wickedly cool black ink. But Vanta Black, you're not going to get unless you're going to use uh, a non fountain pen, something like an, a dip pen or you know, something like that, dip pen, brushes, things like that. So um, if you want something like that to not use in your fountain pen, use um, the Blackest Black from uh, Stuart Simple. And I've been working on a D&D themed writing challenge, says Andy, called Dungeon 23. Many of the people working on the challenge are using Hobonichi Weeks notebooks to keep track of their progress and using all kinds of other interesting stationery to make some cool art to go with the writing. Do you have any product recommendations that might be uh, fun to try out with this challenge? So the Dungeon 23 challenge is, I'll give a quote from uh, the creator of it, Sean McCoy, a dungeon room a day, every day for 2023, that's 365 rooms. I do a level a month, so 12 levels. Every week is a little area of seven rooms so I can keep my focus small. God, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. You want something right up my alley? I, I mean, like this. 
oh my gosh, this is cool. So like all I can think about uh, to, to answer Andy's question is just that that tall skinny notebook. If you and, and it sounds like Andy's kind of open. Like I, if, I feel like Andy was like, well, I could use a big A4 pad or, you know, I could just get an A5 notebook. Um, but but the question is, do you have any product recommendations that might be fun to try out for this challenge? It may not be the size that you want in as far as amount of pages. But when I look at the link sent here, I would look at something like the Robiki note from Yamamoto paper. It's a tall, skinny notebook. You can get it in grid uh, patterns, which actually helps with like the dungeon art, but it's great for writing, great for notes, great for all types of inks. It's, it's tall and skinny, like in a, in a vertical format, uh, but you can obviously use it horizontally because it doesn't have the the dates like uh, uh, weeks, right? So it's an undated notebook, but it's essentially the format of a weeks without the the dates. So you can use the left side for writing, the right side for the actual mapping, um, and it's kind of the, a similar layout to the picture that was shared. We'll we'll put this uh, image in the show notes so y'all can see it, but it's it's a Hobonichi weeks if if you're familiar with that. So. Yeah, I I think the Robiki Note is one of the more underrated notebooks on the market. I love them. Uh, they're just such a good quality, such a good feel, and built really, really well. So we'll have a link in the show notes to that as well. So I'll check that out, Andy. And if you actually have like something very specific that you're looking for, uh, hit us up uh, during the feed, uh, at panaticfeedback.com, and uh, I can get even more detailed for you. Yeah, I was thinking for this, like something with a grid pattern's good, right? Can mm-hmm. help you draw yeah. the rooms. I feel like pencil is probably good and then maybe ink it so you can erase yeah. stuff. And something yeah. pocketable but not tiny. Yeah, so that's that's all of that lines up to say, hey, use the Robiki note for the notebook. Use a pencil of your choice, either a wooden pencil or a mechanical pencil, and then you could ink over it with platinum carbon black, which you can fit into a platinum preppy, right? Yep. So you can get like you could have this entire setup for like twelve bucks mm-hmm. or like under fifteen dollars, right? By the time you bought a notebook, a pencil, a pen, and ink cartridges for like fifteen bucks, um, and just have this like legit like little creative kit. Uh, it's it's really cool. Yeah, I love this. If you would like to send in a question of your own, there's a bunch of ways you can do it. We'd really love it if you went to penaddictfeedback.com and sent in something that way or click the link in your show notes. Uh, you can also send them via email to hello at penaddict.com. Uh, you can use question mark penaddict, no, question mark RSTPA. Uh, see, never got three things. Question mark RSTPA in the Relay FM members Discord as well. Uh, if you want to find Brad online, you go to penaddict.com and spokedesign.com. You can go to twitch.tv slash penaddict, which Brad streams multiple times a week. Uh, you can find me online at mikekelly.net. I host many shows here on Relay FM, and you can find my products over at cortexmerch.com. Thank you so much to micro.blog and ExpressVPN for the support of this week's episode, and we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>